Hey, welcome to the bullpen session. Uh, this is Patrick Nellis. Glad you're here. Glad you're listening. Glad you're okay. Um, really glad to be back. Glad for season four of the bullpen sessions. This is episode two, and uh, just appreciating the conversations, not only with the guests but with people who've been listening, which is really nice. Uh, glad for all of you who checked out the conversation with Alia, Riley, and Diana. Uh, I thought it was important to talk to people who graduated in 2020, and it was, uh, it's been nice to hear the people who listened to it, especially people who've graduated recently who really appreciated the thoughtfulness of them, and, and it seems that everybody can relate in some way of what's going on this year. And, and I'm excited to share the conversation today with uh, Madeline Barr, and Maddie, who I've known forever, is... You know, somebody somebody who's entrenched in the farm community is clearly an early career artist, was, has created a lot of work on her own, making strides, and uh, and then the pandemic hit while she was in the middle of, you know, the struggle. And it's interesting, we talk about how you're not sure, you're not aware of your own success and, and what strides you've made, and, you know, until maybe there's a pause and you realize you are making progress. But to me, she was somebody who was constantly working, constantly doing new and interesting projects that she was uh, helping to create and generate and produce with her community. And uh, and I wanted to talk to her because she I wanted to talk to somebody who I thought was in the community that was, that it made a pivot as during this time. And, and to hear what that was like and what that perspective is like, because I know a lot of people who did things like move out of the city and take on a different career opportunity while still pursuing their art. And uh, it's a great conversation. I'm excited to share with you. Actually, when we talk about, I think Jake Brash comes up a couple of times in that conversation, and he is somebody Maddie went to, has known since they were in high school together, maybe before, and he is the current Farm Theater's College Collaboration Playwright. We are heading to Tennessee. We're going to Austin P. tomorrow uh, to see the first production of Our Tempest, which Maddie was part of the three-day workshop of. And I am excited to see how a lot of the students who were in, who came up for the three-day workshop are in that production. I'm excited to see the development of the play. I'm excited to be back and seeing the college collab happen in process, real time, real life, three-dimensional in front of a live audience. Um, And this will be the first one that's going to be a fully somewhat normal experience for uh, the entire project, let's hope. But interesting, I was as I was saying that, I forgot, like we, Maddie and I talk about her being back and part of the workshop and just someone I've known, I'm going to go back to that, someone I've known for a really long time and it's just, I'm really grateful for the conversation and really proud to hear how, what she's observed and how she's, process this time uh and you know hopefully what the next steps are as we come out of this so with that play ball the thing i'm doing to make money is fulfilling for the first time in like my whole life um i i've always done I've always done you know nannying waitressing barista whatever that kind of work to support my 
artistic life and those two things feel completely separate. It's like, this is the one thing that I do to pay my bills. And this other thing is the thing that I'm passionate about that I feel um, brings me joy and inspiration and community and challenges me and, you know, <laughs> um, and it's, it's a pretty, it's a depressing place to live in where many hours of your day are spent uh, doing something that you're purely doing to pay rent. Um, so right now I'm teaching theater at um, the arts, arts high school in Denver. Um, and I'm also teaching an after school theater program for elementary schoolers. Um, and I actually today got asked to direct a play at the high school, which I'm so excited about. Um, it just feels so good to go to work and actually use the part of my brain that I've been training to use for the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. And the after school with the elementary kids, is that through you, through an institution? So it is, it's through a school, but last year, um, I, during COVID started my own after school drama program. And uh, one of the parents in that group liked what I was doing so much that she hooked me up with an actual elementary school. That's great. Now, I yeah. remember you starting it and it was, it was interesting because I was really excited when you were starting to teach. Because, and, and one of the things that you can do when you get space outside of New York is you can think clearly like, wait, I have skills. <laughs> well, in New York, it feels like you need a master's degree to be a waiter. <laughs> it's so competitive, everything. Um, I think it's, it's, it's been, it's been really hard being out of New York city and I, I'm aimed to get back there eventually, but I do feel like I was sort of on this like psychotic hamster wheel <laughs> being there and COVID needed to happen for me to get off of that wheel and realize, um, some pretty major things in my life that needed to shift that I think now when I come back to New York, I'll be a much stronger, healthier artist. Yeah, let's I want to talk about that a little bit, not the hamster wheel per se, but <laughs> but what was you were you were in New York when mm -hmm. COVID happened, when the shutdown happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What was the deciding factor to say, I'm gonna go back home to Denver? I didn't plan on moving back home. Um, I was living in a very small little Brooklyn apartment with my partner at the time. And my sister uh, was going to the new school and the dorm shut down. So all of a sudden it's like, there's three of us in this very, very small space. Um, and my mom was like, you guys, you guys gotta come home for a little bit, just, you know, so we thought we were only going to be here for a month. Um, and that month turned into the summer and things in New York were just still not open. And in fact, all of the, the people that I typically work with, I was still working with just over Zoom, um, which made me feel it gave me a lot of peace in, in making the decision to actually commit to staying to staying in Denver for a full year. Um, the fact that I didn't feel like I was missing out on 
readings and workshops and classes that I love in the city. Um, and then I was planning on moving back to New York when my lease ended uh, in August. And I actually was in New York for a month doing some, doing some workshops, one with the farm. And, uh, and then I, I got asked to teach at the high school again. And I was, I just, it was a hard decision, but I was, I, 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 it felt, it felt silly for me to move back to New York to, to be a, a waiter again when I had, um, when I had an opportunity to make money in a much more fulfilling way. And I'm hoping that now that I have a couple years of experience of doing that on my resume, I can take that back with me to New York and, and hopefully find a more sustainable, fulfilling day job. Yeah, I think, I think the experience come is good, like when you say the resume, but there's also something incredibly valuable about that internal experience, because you can yeah. come to expect it of yourself and you, you know you can do it and you should be doing it and you know all that stuff will come with you. And I liked what, you know, one of my questions is like, what have you done and how have you stayed engaged? I, I was a part of several different writers groups last year which was a huge, uh, huge for me in terms of staying engaged. I, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm not just an actor. Um, I, I write and I direct and, uh, and now I teach. So there was more opportunities for me to stay engaged. Um, I feel for, I feel for people that were just, just actors because I mean, you were, you, there was chances to do readings on Zoom and those <laughs> were hard. <laughs> the, the Zoom acting is hard. Um, so playwriting was really something that kept me, kept my uh, artistic spirit alive. I also, I, I think part of me was scared that if I left New York, I would stop making theater and leaving New York has been, it's given me such clarity about the fact that theater making is so ingrained in, in my heart and who I am, and it is not going anywhere. There was nothing, there's nothing that can quell that thirst to make theater, even a pandemic. Like I was <laughs> weekly, uh, um, meeting with with writers and reading each other's um, reading each other's work. I also uh, started. Um, I'm working towards getting my yoga teacher training. Um, working towards becoming a certified yoga teacher, and I think that that is it's making me a better artist too. Um, just taking care of my body and my mental health. I think that that's something that I, that I had been neglecting in New York for a while because I just, you're, you're sort of in this rat race and you're just going and going. And um, as, as artists, it's, it's our, our, our parts are our um, tools. <laughs> like, so we need to keep them safe and healthy and nourish them and protect them um, so that we don't burn out. 
And, and so yoga has actually been um, a huge part of my artistic life this past year. That's great. I actually, you know, one of the things I was thinking about people who are in early career, not, um, not just graduating college, but like where you are, like working and pursuing and, and all that. And I thought of amazed and impressed by the way that you, the word everybody's using is pivoted, you know, like you started your own, I'm going to do an after school program using my art. I love hearing that you're doing the yoga training because that's also something you can carry with you. It's not only going to help you, but personally, but it's training that you can take as a, if you want to continue to do it, the work wherever you go and wherever you are. And I also remember in aware of Bar's Kitchen, like mm -hmm. starting cooking and, and meal delivery and healthy meal delivery that you were doing. And I thought, the pandemic allowed you to like almost to, to watching you take ownership of how do, how do I take care of myself? What do I want to do? And mm -hmm. how do I bring things that are important to me? Mm -hmm. um, it's a really empowering thing to see. And I love that you are saying that you want to also take care of your yourself because that is the long range thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that wheel is hard. It was, one of my questions is, it's not over the pandemic. I mean, I also think, you know, the New York thing is interesting because the idea of coming back, you know, and when's it, right now we're so betwixt and between about, are we in person? Are we out of person? Yeah. Is anybody new getting work? How are we meeting people to do that? Uh, how are independent projects happening? I'm not sure. I think that's gonna take a couple more months, you know? Yeah. Um, but as you evaluate the hamster wheel, getting off of it and stopping it, what do you, what do you foresee? What do you want to, what do you want to carry with you when you move, as you move forward? Or what do you think you will carry with you as you're moving forward from this period? Um, definitely teaching. I've, I've been acting, um, in place since I was eight years old. I went to an arts middle school and high school and then arts college. And it's, it's my entire life has just been pursuing theater. And I honestly didn't know if I would ever discover another passion because this has just been so kind of, um, it's, it's been guiding every single move that I've ever made in my life. Um, and it, I feel, I feel so giddy and excited to have discovered this new thing that I really love. I feel so challenged by it and I, I'm excited to, I, to get better and keep learning. And it's so exciting where I'm doing this, um, this scene we're doing scene work right now with the kids and they're in panels so they're showing showing their scenes to us and we're giving them notes and it is such a fulfilling feeling to see that something has landed that you've taught someone and they they get it they have that light bulb moment light bulb moment and you see them on stage and you're like ah, they get it it's um it's 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 just really inspiring and and I leave, I leave class sometimes feeling like 
so happy. It almost freaks me out. <laughs> and I think with, with acting, I've just been doing it for so long that that kind of fresh, new, exciting feeling is, is a little faded. Um, uh, so, so I want to, I want to continue doing teaching and I also want to continue this sort of openness to the fact that I'm only 28 years old and there might be even other things that I discover that I really love that I'm passionate about and I'm good at. So just remaining open. When you said that thing about like your passion got it's a little dulled, it doesn't have that pure joy of like, oh, I love acting. And you may even love acting, but it's not the same because it because you've been in the habit of it. You're not appreciating even how much you love it, you know, like you are discovering with this new mm -hmm. passion of teaching. Um, and I liked hearing mm -hmm. what you're going to carry with it. I, it was funny. I was looking up, you know, part of me was preparing for the interview and looking up and realizing like not that I've seen a lot of work that you've done and that you've generated and created a lot of work. And two of the more exciting things that I've seen that independent artists have created early career independent is, you know, Jake Brash's play, Salutations, I'm Creative Dave. And, mm -hmm. you know, and your college, your thesis project, I think that's what I call it, but three, where the mm -hmm. three of you devised the combination of the three sisters and the Kardashians. And so I think you were creating work and generating work. And I was curious just to back up a little bit and not take it away from the pandemic, but take it back to the beginning is what did you find most useful when you were starting to enter as a professional? What was the most useful thing for you? Uh, absolutely. 100% the ability to create my own work. I, I um, was auditioning all the time. I even uh, had a manager for a while and was going on like more legitimate auditions. Out of everything I auditioned for, I think I only like actually booked like two or three things. Like everything that I've done is because uh, I know the playwright or I know the director and they, they hire me directly or it's something that I've collaborated to create with, with other friends. And I think that that work, uh, you shine as an actor when you're so passionate about it, you know, when you're not just, um, I have, I've auditioned for so many things that it's like, oh, it'd be awesome if I got this because it's a part, but like I, this play isn't that good or something, you know what I mean? Or this TV show is kind of shitty, but all of my most successful uh, projects that I've done, and I guess the term success is arbitrary, but things that have been reviewed or there's a huge audience turnout or we've gotten um, uh, grants or, um, other theaters want to pick us up. It's all been stuff that I've created with other artists that we've collaborated to create. From the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, and success for me is that feeling of like having a purpose about it. Like you can feel that it's that other people are experiencing why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's coming back. And before pandemic times, if you can, you know, remember that far back. Um, <laughs> Where, what were you feeling you needed? 
Wow. Yeah, that is, I feel like I've changed a, a lot um, in the last year and a half. I, 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 I guess I, I still feel this way to a, a degree, but I felt like I needed, I needed just sort of that one opportunity that would get me on the map a little bit. Um, I, I think that um, theater and film both tend to, they're sort of this little tiny clique of people <laughs> at the top and it's like really hard to weasel your way in there. Um, and I just felt like I, I kept saying, like, I just feel like I need that one break. But with some perspective now, I kept getting those breaks. But then, there, then that break isn't good enough and you need a bigger break. Like, I don't think that feeling ever goes away. You know, it's like, oh... I got my picture in the New York Times. Uh, you're like happy for one second. They're like, uh, fuck that. I need my equity card. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's never, there's always another rung of the ladder to climb. There's always um, a circle, a, another circle that you want to insert yourself in. Um, no, I think it's true. It's funny when people, when I talk on the pod with people and I say, oh, what got you to the next level, whatever you think that is. And most of the time the answer is well so many things because when you look back and you're feeling comfortable where you are and also i will say that almost everyone i've interviewed never feels like they have a career like yeah. safety of a career even though maybe they're on a regular tv show you know right <laughs> um but they all look back and say like you were saying oh it's these other things and i think there is that drive of yeah, I want to be in the Times. And then you're in the Times. Well, that didn't change my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I want this other thing. And then, and I don't think we're always aware that as we're doing things like creating plays with the friends and collaborators that are meaningful to you at the time, that you are building towards success. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we feel that. Yes. I guess that's, that's sort of what I was saying about the, um, the, the, the collaborative work being the things that have gotten me the farthest. Um, I always, I always think of this memory. I was directing a play that Jake Brash wrote several years ago, and we did a posting on backstage for auditions. And, you know, it's like a one night performance at Dixon place, like a hundred dollar stipend, like the most, we got like a thousand submissions. That's how like, hungry people are and how many actors there are in New York. We narrowed it down to a hundred to see, I don't even know like how we did that. I guess just like, I think honestly on backstage, people are just like submit, 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 submit. And we didn't end up casting any of them because these actors came in and, and they, some of them are great, but it's like, we're in the room with this person for five minutes. I, how do I know, how do I trust that I want to work with this person for a month straight? We ended up just casting our friends. We ended up casting the actors that we've worked with before that we trust. And I think that happens at every single level. Like <laughs> it happens at the kind of um, the small crowdfunding, doing a thing at Dixon Place level. And it happens 
for like Oscar award-winning films. You know, right. people cast people that they have a relationship with, that they trust, that they know are reliable, that they know produce good work. Um, I think it's so rare that you just walk into an audition and book like a Broadway play. Um, so another lesson that I've that I've learned as I've gotten older is that my friends' successes are nothing to be jealous of. They're it's a celebration for me too. That means I've I've just inched a little bit up the ladder when my friend that I've been collaborating with since we were kids gets into EST Youngblood, that's a win for me because that's my collaborator getting this awesome uh, thing in their career, this boost in their career. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I think it is, it's true and it's healthy to remember that you're, you know, you're not, your peers are your peers. Mm -hmm. If your peers are growing, you're growing. Yeah. You, it, it, it's easier to see it in someone else than it is to see in yourself. Yeah. That growth is happening. Um, and I love that you saw, you know, what a great thing to recognize that why you cast your friends. Because I will say that's true. You're in an audition. Maggie Flanagan, who's a great acting teacher, always says, like, go into the audition for that off-Broadway thing and you know fuck it just give it your all because you're not going to get the job yeah <laughs> they, don't, they don't know you and you're 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 auditioning for reputation you know and you go into the room five six seven times and then the um, casting director is like hey that person's really good consistently we should give them a shot right right but it is rare it is not the overnight success it is not the star walks into the room and you're like oh discovered you know doesn't go that way and I think it's great for you to recognize it because you did it at your level. Everybody does it at all levels. And that it gives you a little comfort to realize why that fight is hard. Mm -hmm. you know, because, and it becomes an unrealistic expectation. Like you were saying, you went into things to get a job because it would be, I don't like the play or the part, but I want the job, you know? And, um, and it starts to change the mentality of, I don't want the job, I want the experience. Yeah, yeah. And and if you were to have, I we talked about what you would carry with you, but when you think now after knowing all those things and what you think you wanted, what do you think you want or need now as you start to envision coming back? Like, I don't even know what that means. I was going to say like coming back, but really what I'm hoping is that by January, the some sense of normalcy is back in the career. And when you think now, when you think about pursuing it, what is it that you think that you need or want that's different than it was then? I think I need to, uh, I think I need to put acting a little bit on the back burner and realize that I have all these strengths that can be the key to opening a door for me to get the chance to act. Writing being, being a huge thing for me. I think I've, I've been writing my, I've been writing plays since I was in high school and I've, but I've, I've never like really gone for it. I've never actually tried to do produce one of my plays or, or edit it to the point that I really feel like it's finished. I sort of like scratched the surface of writing for a long time. And, um, that's something that I really, 
I really want to step into with more confidence um, and more work ethic surrounding that. So many artists that I really admire um, have created their own work. Pamela Adlon, she, uh, she writes, produced, directs this show called Better Things. Have you seen this show? Yeah. It is so fucking good. Like, the acting is incredible. The casting is incredible. And it's all like her passion project. And she's been acting for a really long time. Um, but this this project seemed to really put her on the map in sort of a more um, like widespread kind of way. And, and it's so, the, her acting in it is so good because it's so personal. Like um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is another person that comes to my mind. She's someone I also really admire. Um, her flea bag started out as a as a one woman play that she starred in, and um, and she's huge now. And it's be and it's because she devoted so much time and energy to this like passion project. Um, Lena Dunham is another woman that comes to my mind that wrote her way into the business. Um, so. Yeah, going forward with more confidence in that in that area, I think is is the next step for me. That's great. I love thinking about. Yeah, I wrote. I remember starting to write and how empowering it is, because not that I feel like directing. You're sort of in, you know, because that's how I mainly identify. Is you're waiting for a play or a project to come to you, or a play, even if it's Hamlet to speak to you in a way that you have to do it and mm-hmm. um, and then of course finding a theater and putting it on and you know and finding producers or doing it like you said the GoFundMe source or whatever but there was something incredibly empowering to writing because you can do that on your own in your room wherever mm-hmm. you are and and when it clicks and it becomes personal and it becomes important you know there's nothing better you know, like you were saying, collaborating with your friends on projects and devising and developing something is amazing. But then taking the next level of your own work is is great. And doing, yeah, I want to say doing it. I wrote a solo show and doing that solo show was yeah. probably the most empowering thing I ever did. Yeah. It made me realize, like, I have something to say directly. Yeah. You know as opposed to say it through other people's work. And I really like that you're thinking of writing. And my question that I have is, what do you think is next for you? It's so tricky because I, I do really like this job, but I, I, need, I need to be back in a place where there's art, theater happening everywhere. Um, it's so great to be it's so great to teach at this high school because the kids are really good and they're serious about this. And, um, but there's just not, there's not a lot of theater happening in Denver. I check the Colorado theater guild website like every day. And I swear to God, they're doing like 10 productions of a Christmas Carol and like it's just that kind of work. So I, I need to be back, back in a community where stuff is, is happening all the time. I think I, I would love to, find another drama teaching job and then um I guess just hop back on 
the train of, of where I let, left off. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm not in. I guess I don't know. This is maybe don't use this question. I'm going to use it anyway. <laughs> no, I think it's good not to know. It's okay. You know, because I'm asking, but it's funny, you know what you're doing till January and think about the fact when you were looking freelance and piecing together a life, you know, before the thing is slowed down, knowing what you're going to do professionally through January is a miracle. It's, it's such a miracle. And I guess I really want to, that's, that's my main focus going forward. I, my manager said to me, like, kind of right before COVID happened, I, um, I was on the phone with her and she was like, Maddie, you need to find a day job that doesn't make you so depressed. It's affecting your, the energy and the commitment that you have to give to, to theater and to acting. You're so drained and hopeless and depressed all the time from working these. And I, I, I never just had one job in New York too. It was like, I was running around the city, like a chicken with its head cut off, you know? And, um, and she's so right. It's like, I feel, I just feel awake. I have energy because I leave my job excited. I'm not working less. I just am excited about the work that I do. Uh, and I'm so inspired by it. Like I, I'm, I'm getting to, to teach kids theater all day and I go home and I want to like walk the talk, you know? Yeah, no, it's great. Actually, you know, I do a lot of teaching and it's true. It makes you, it almost holds, it holds you to it. It's inspiring and it, it's invigorating to be able to be alive, sharing what you love and care about. And like you said, seeing that growth in other people, but then you also have to hold yourself accountable. Like, wait a minute, I said, I believe this. I do this. <laughs> do I do this? I better do this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My best self does that. So I better do it. No, it's true. And I also loved what you were saying and um, uh, about community of artists, because you need to, when you think about where to go and where art is happening and theater is happening, you know, I think the pandemic has slowed down my life and made Brooklyn a very small town. And I'm grateful to live in the section that I do that is different than I think a lot of people outside of Brooklyn picture. It's quiet and serene. Yeah. Um, but if I think about relocating, I think, oh, well, what's, what's really important to me is to have a vibrant, active community of artists trying to work at the highest level possible. Yeah. And yeah. That highest level doesn't mean Broadway or Hollywood, but 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 highest level of artistry. And there's there are other places that to do that, but I just know that that's like the one the number one thing that's required wherever I am. And I was hearing you say that and I think like yeah, that is it. You need that community of people who to collaborate with, but they also push you and stimulate you and do all those things. Yeah. Yeah. There's totally other places I could go. And I've thought of, I thought about going to LA a lot. My uncle is a screenplay writer out there and he's like constantly like come to LA. There's so many jobs, blah, blah, blah. And, and there are, there's auditions happening all the time in LA. But like I was saying a, a few minutes ago, um, 
the work is where your the work is where your friends and community are. And when I went back to New York this summer, I was just sort of overwhelmed with with such joy being reunited with my artistic community. Every single friend I have in New York is a theater maker. Like every I'm just every single friend of mine is. And I think um, if I if I really want to continue working, I need to go back to to where my community is of collaborators. I think that's great to hear because I had a person who's about a year or two out of college call me the other day and they were asking about moving to New York. One thing that I told them that you had already said earlier in the conversation is be prepared to work many jobs. You know, even if you're successful working off Broadway, you're doing voiceover, trying to do a day on TV. Like even actors are doing more than one job of being in a play. And that's just life in this in this particular city but you know he was balancing versus like what does he want individually and then the fact that he knows all these other people who are in another city and I'm like I love New York but if all my friends were in Chicago I might go to Chicago because that's where my community is and you know New York is such a hard place to live. I would never suggest someone just blindly move there without <laughs> like a community or a job or something. Um, well, it's funny. Yeah. I, and I think like he, it was funny, that particular person, because I always say I did it. It was the city I knew, you know, so I came and you did it the way I think people should do it is a great way to do it, not should, but a great way to do it, which is you came through school and like that mm-hmm. gives you a community. It gives you a ease into learning how the city mm-hmm. works and uh, the one thing this particular person said that I thought was great is he said well I'm still open to learning and and uh, and I thought right as long as you don't think your education is done and you can join class and training programs as a way of building community yeah yeah it's a really good way to do it because otherwise otherwise you're one you know when you think of all the thousand people who applied for your job to do that yeah. one night only production that's true, actually. That 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 actually, when you talk about what my next plan is or my next step is, um, I I have just loved being in 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 yoga teacher training because I'm getting to be a student again, and I haven't been a student since college, and I I I really thrive in a school setting. I love being a student. I love homework. I love taking notes. I love learning. Um, and, and it's so awesome to be doing it at 28 because there's certain things like I realized pretty quickly that they don't really check our homework. It's sort of like, uh, this is up to you thing. And I was like, Oh my God, if I was 18 with that information, I'd be like, Oh, cool. So I don't have to do the readings, but I'm 28. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm paying for this things so that I can become a yoga teacher and I want to soak up all the knowledge that they're giving me of course you know what I mean it's um so I I've I've thought a lot about grad school and and that's not off the table but I would love to to get back in in some sort of class I'd love to revisit acting training after I've been um doing it professionally for a number of years I'd love to like step back into that role of of being a student because, uh, well, um, first of all, you're always 
learning as, as an artist and always growing, but I think it's important to like come revisit some of those kind of basic acting lessons at different points in your life. Like if I'm teaching the kids about objectives and tactics right now, and I understand it in such a different way than I did when I was being taught it in college versus high school versus middle school. So sort of you, you soak up the information differently depending on the life experiences that you've had. Yeah. yeah I think it's the life experience and also the practical experience, right? Because it's no longer a theory. You've put it into practice and this has worked and you've put it into practice and it's worked to this level and this level and it keeps getting deeper and more specific. And you know mm -hmm. what's useful and what's not useful to you. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's great to be able to go back because you're, I think continually, con, continuing to learn always is valuable. I mean, there's a point where you you need to you know to not only challenge yourself but give yourself the opportunity to learn. And I, you know, when I you picking up on it, it was interesting because I was thinking like, yeah, whether it's grad school or just a classroom of any kind, it right, like just taking a an improv class or taking a Meisner class or something. I know I asked, what do you want or what do you need? But as when you think about what is the most, you know, I'm asking this for a different reason than the personal. I'm asking this because the farm cultivates early career artists. We've been stuck for a year and a half without a career in theater. That, you know, voiceover works happening, film and television's happening sort of, uh, almost coming back full speed. Um, but theater's been a little stalled. And so I think like, what would be useful? What's useful for the farm to do? And I'm not, you don't have to answer that particular question, but that's what I'm asking. Like, what do you think you need or what would be useful as, as things are waking up? And it doesn't have to be in New York with the farm, even if it's Denver or wherever. You're like, oh, right at this moment, I want, you know, some wise ass answer came into my head, which is like, you know, it'd be useful is if people would stop saying, well, theater's open because Broadway's back. Be useful if you <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's that is that's so infuriating that it's all of all of us actors that are not in million dollar big budget movies. We <laughs> our careers aren't back yet. Um, <laughs> uh, advice. I've been thinking about this so much teaching these these kids theater um, because sometimes I leave feeling a little guilty or a little bit like they're all working so hard and they're taking my notes and they're applying them. And I think in their like 15 year old world, they think that that's what's going to get them a career is just if they're really, really good at acting. <laughs> and, and that's not, that's only a really small piece of it, sadly, I, I you know? Um, and I think when I was, when I was um, in high school, I sort of envisioned one path to success and that was going to NYU or Juilliard and graduating and then becoming like a famous actor. And I, and I thought if I just work really hard and I'm really, really good, 
and if I wasn't stupid, like I knew that there's luck and connections and stuff involved, but I truly believed that if I was just really, really good, that that would happen. And, and it's, it's a rude awakening and so heartbreaking when, when you realize that that's not the way that the world works. And especially the theater world, it can just be really unfair. And you look around and there's people that have opportunities sort of handed to them and you can be like, I've worked so hard. Like why, you know what I mean? And I wish, I wish when I was in high school that there had been more people in my life telling me about how expansive the world of theater and film is and that there actually isn't this one path that there's like a multitude of ways that you can work in the theater and and film world. And I wish someone had also told me that um, going to NYU or Juilliard is not like the be all end all thing (laughs) um, that's gonna make or break your career. I put a lot of pressure on myself to get into NYU and I'm in a lot of debt because of it. And and being a an actor, it's gonna be pretty tricky for me to pay off that debt. It's gonna take a long time. Um I wish I wish someone had encouraged me to to be open to other passions at a younger age. I'm like just finding that now as I'm nearing 30, like I shut myself off from any other pursuit and um and I guess also that having having other pursuits or interests does not diminish um your your drive for becoming an actor in fact it makes you a better actor having all these other life experiences and being and 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 being uh, like smart (laughs) makes you a better actor (laughs) so like if you want to go to college to study like English or something and then be in the be in plays on the side like that does not mean that you're going to be a less good actor than the girl that went to Juilliard for her you know what I mean um I when I look back at my NYU time the semester that I grew the most as an artist was the the semester that I took off from being a theater major and I went to study abroad in Ghana um, because I came back with this like completely different view of the world and my place in it. I felt so humbled. I, I got to experience um, different cultures and different people and put, be put in really strange and sometimes scary, sometimes exciting situations. And all of those things are are things that now live inside of me that I get to use as material, either um, to inspire my acting or my writing. Um, You can sit in a black box and think really, really hard about what it would mean if, if you were like really upset because you, your boyfriend broke up with you or something, but actually what's going to be more useful is going out and living your life. (laughs) So you, and then coming back to the black box with all those experiences and all of that knowledge. The, The number one most important skill to have to be a good actor is empathy. And I don't think that you can learn about empathy just sitting in a black box. I think you need to go out and, and experience connections and relationships with people. That's like the power of an actor is being able to really understand 
what it would feel like for someone else to be going through this thing that you're going to step into. Um, and, and to, and empathy is not something that can be taught. It's something that you have to, that grows within inside of you. Oh, that was great. Oh, thank you, Maddie. It's really great to hear the thing at the end about empathy being the tool for the artist. And, you know, I think you're, it's really interesting. I think we do. We cultivate that by being out in the world, experiencing other people and having our own experiences in life. And it's really good. I also, you know, I think it's important to get your theater training. I think it's, um, you know, in whatever artistry you want to do, it's, it's good to be trained, but it's also really important to be well-rounded and knowledgeable and pursuing your passions. It's funny, I was thinking about that regarding the undergrad. You know, one of the things I'm teaching a class now, taking students from three different colleges who are in New York for the semester to theater, and only one of them's a theater major, but I think all of them, I think, oh, all of their studies can be applied to theater, but also all of the lessons and uses of artistry can be applied to their fields. And I think it's, you know, just because you're, like Maddie mentioned, being an English major, that work and that understanding of literature and whatever you get from that uh, humanity and it will be applied to the work when you're doing theater. And as an actor and understanding text and interpreting behavior and, you know, can be translated into writing, uh, not only playwriting, but if you, uh, essays or whatever you want to do. And I, it's the same in all the fields. And I think of that when I'm thinking about talking to the students is, I think it's important to be well-rounded. And, and I was really glad that she talked about that. And I'm really uh, also, after the conversation, realizing that I've known Maddie literally all her life. And I am just uh, impressed with everything she's doing during, had done before, but during this break. And I think it's give it a time for, I think she's doing it, but for all of us to like really take inventory on like, okay, this is my passion. Is it still my passion? How is it my passion? What do I need? And what other things do I want to do that keep me engaged in the world and a better citizen and, a, and better for my health? Something else you talked about that's really important. And so I hope everybody is doing that. I hope this, that as we're re-entering into an active live theater experience and pursuit you know, I hope you're. I hope you're being the artist you want to be. I hope you're showing up. I hope you're supporting other artists. I hope you're seeing work live. But I mostly hope you're taking with you whatever balance and whatever you got out of this experience to carry with you to to be as healthy physically, emotionally, mentally as possible. And uh, I'm really glad you're part of the community of the farm. I'm glad you're listening. Always grateful to hear your thoughts on you know, what you need and what your experience is at this time. And with that, we're out.